Welcome to your moment of growth. Welcome to your season of grace. Your decision to listen to God's servant is an action for absolute acceleration. Buckle up, tighten your seatbelt, and get set to learn Christ and develop your spirit as you listen to Pastor Lale Rushji, God's emissary for transformation, a steward and custodian of God's divine mysteries. Remain blessed. Can you shout glory to God one more time? Can you shout glory to God one more time? So once again, I want to say, welcome to church. Can you welcome your neighbor to the right and to the left to church this morning? And ask your neighbor a question. Say, are you now? Say, I hope you are balancing in grace. Eh? Get, get a response. Get a response. If you are not in church last week, you will not know what it means to balance in grace. <laughs> if you are not around last week, you might not know what it means to sit down inside grace. Tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. Say joko sibe. That is where to sit. Hallelujah. It's God. It's been a lovely series. Um, grace and graces and today we are going to the third part of the series can we open our bibles together as we are still standing Romans chapter 5 and verse 20 and if you don't have a bible or if it's on the phone you can just take it from the screen Romans chapter 5 and verse 20 for those who are seated here you might have a little issue with the screen we are still um trying to fix certain issues. We could have done it yesterday, but um, we didn't have light to do it. We got all the connections, but we could not finalize the settings. So, but by next Sunday, you can be sure that um, it's no more a problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright. Romans 5 verse 20. I think this is where we ended last week. Am I right? Alright. Look at this. Let's, let's take it together. I want to trade God. Moreover, the law entered that the offenses may abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Alright, the next verse is verse 21. Verse 21. Alright, so we are dead there. Okay, 21, let's go. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ. Father, we receive your word today in the name of Jesus. We declare that everyone today is edified. God is glorified and the devil is terrified in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Today we are blessed in the name of Jesus. Today we experience a sporadic change in our lives by reason of the grace we have given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you take your seat in God's presence? Hallelujah. Now, let's go back to verse 20. There is a common word that you will see between verse 20 and verse 21. I wonder if you enjoyed the teaching last week. Okay, so, so just relax like last week and, and learn again. Let's sit down and learn together. So, moreover, the law entered that offenses or offense might abound. The word abound there is recorded twice. Abound and abounded. Right? Talk to me, please. Alright, so we have abound, we have abounded. 
since the, the, the law entered that the offenses might abound. The word offenses there, you know, it means sin. Am I right? Talk to me, church. Right. The law entered. When the law entered, sin increased. I thought the law could stop people from sinning. But the moment the law came, people sinned the more. Like I told you last week, if I say that, Pastor Daffy, throughout this week, throughout this week, throughout this week, I say to you every day of the week, at least five times per day, if I don't see you, I call you, Pastor Daffy, don't think about a black goat. Don't. Don't try it throughout this week. Don't try it. In fact, today, don't ever think about a black goat. Sir, this week, don't think about a black goat. Black goat should not come to your mind. What is coming to your mind? The only thing that will occur to you is black goat. So when people were hearing, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not gossip, thou shalt not backbite, they were not hearing the thou shalt not. Because the way the mind is programmed, the, pro- the mind cannot program not. It cannot program not. So, for example, a conference is held and it's talking about people not people should not have sex. And throughout the conference, the word sex is mentioned about 57 times. At times, in some of those conferences, like one day or two times. Some, like 500 times. They spend about five hours and talk about sex all through. Don't have sex, don't have sex, this sex is bad, this and that. Do you know that you are actually influencing to go and have sex more? Because as you are discussing the phenomenon of sex, all that is coming to your mind is sex. All they are thinking is about sex. So when thou shalt not was coming up, all people were thinking about is what they have been told not to do. Because that's how the mind is wired to think. So that is why the law entered and offenses increased. Are we together? Talk to me, are we together? That is why I do not, as a, as a pastor, preach about sin. I've realized that in places where you talk about sin more, people sin more. It says, where the law, say where offenses, no, sorry, say where the, when the, when the, when the law entered, that offenses may abound. The word offenses is from the Greek word, sorry, the word abound, from the Greek word plenora. And plenora means that it abounds superabundantly, it is plenty, it is everywhere, it is increasing. But go further. Say, but where sin abounded, what happened? I, I didn't hear you. Now, the word abounded much more. In the Greek, there is no distinction. Abounded much more altogether. I think in, in KJV, it says that much more abounded. I don't know if I'm right. Alright, say, say, did much more abound. So the word much more abound is a more complex word and is the hyper of the first abound. But it's from the Greek word hyperperisio. What does it mean? It means that it now escalates. That means that there is no amount of sin that grace cannot deal with. Are we together? Are we together? Since there is no amount of sin. So when grace is, when sin is abounding, is increasing super abundantly, there is something that is coming up on it and is far far more than it that covers it up. So, Pastor. Wow. 
You don't release us to go and sing. I've been like, grace is plenty. Alright, no, just stay with me. This where sin abounded. See, grace abounded much more. He says, the word abound much more means to overflow, to enjoy abundantly, to go beyond measure. That means that there is no way you can measure the level of grace that is coming. Hallelujah. And that is what Christ brought to us. But stay with me, please. Now, the, the, the explanation here is not a sin more phenomenon. It is not go and sin. Let us go and sin. There is an explanation here. It is an information for the, for the believer to appreciate the grace that has been given. Now, let's, let's take it from here. There is the aspect of the offenses, number one. There is the aspect, no, sorry, there is the aspect of the law, number one. Then there is the offenses, sin, right? And there is grace. Are we together? First is what? The law, right? The law entered, offenses increased, then grace increased much more. Now, the problem is that people are always connecting sin and grace together. The issue is that people always put sin and grace in the same box and they live together. But no. What does the word but mean? But signifies a redirection. And there is something different from this. If I say that Pastor Dafi is a first class student. No, let's say he's a 2-1 student. But Apostle. <laughs> Apostle Francis is a first class student. I have tried to say that they are different from each other. Am I right? I have also tried to raise him above, above him. Am I right? Now look at this. It says, the law entered that offense might abound. It now says that, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Isn't that to signify that there is a distinction between sin and grace? You will see it in the next verse, verse 21. So, it says, so... As sin reigned in death. Alright, so when sin they reign, when sin they walk, when sin they reign, what sin produces is what? Yeah. I, are we sure about that? Are we sure about that? Alright. It now says that even so, that means there's a distinction as, as well again. Even so, grace might reign through righteousness to what? Remove the word, put the word through righteousness into brackets. Put the word true righteousness into brackets. So what we are going to see there is that even so, grace reigns towards eternal life. So there is a distinction now. Sin reigns unto death, grace reigns unto what? So is there now a connection between sin and grace? The only connection is that no matter the level of sin, grace can cover it up. Grace can deal with it. Let's, let's not just cover it up. Let's use the word deal with it. But the beautiful thing is that what sin will produce is death. What grace will produce is what? Is life. But grace will produce life through what? Through righteousness. Are we together on that? And that righteousness is not what you can do. It is what Christ will do in you and then you will do it out. Do we understand? Now, Christianity is not a self-improvement program. No, it is not about you, it is about Jesus. 
In fact, what makes you produce the result you produce is one person, and the person is Jesus. Can we say amen to that? So, grace is a nature of revamp. This is where it has, been, it, has, it has always been. Sin has always caused death, 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 right? Then grace came, revamped the whole natural thing, and then started bringing life. There is no level of sin that grace has not, I'm not saying cannot now, has not dealt with. That's what Jesus came to do. Can someone say amen to Jesus? So the superiority of grace is such that it is too abundant to deal with the greatest and the worst of your sin. Therefore, let me, say, let me tell you what grace produced. Before, the moment God sees people sinning, God is angry with them. God, 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 is, God is punishing them. God is dealing with them. But today, when God sees people sinning, God is looking for how to help them. Maybe God is connecting them to somebody that will bring them to kings of. But God is trying to help them. So, this is the thing. Now, hear this. God, please put this down in your writing pad. God is no longer angry with sinners. God is no longer angry with sinners. But pastor, what is the meaning of that? Last week I showed you, he said that, he said that he justified the ungodly. I think that we saw it together. He said he justified the ungodly. God, ah, Nigeria, is, Nigeria is going through this because God is angry with Nigeria. No, it's not true. When Jesus died, all of the anger, anger of God was poured on Jesus on the cross. All of the anger of God. Because the height of sin was seen on Jesus on the cross. He took all the sins of the world. Both the ones that were done in the Old Testament, the one that people were doing at the moment, and the one that they, they will still do, he put it on Jesus. And at that point, God turned his back on Jesus. And at that point, Jesus, that, that, that never called God God throughout the Bible, he called God God. He always called God Father. He was like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God turned his back on Jesus. And at that point, Jesus was, all the sins of the world was on Jesus Christ. So if God punished sin on Jesus Christ, he will not punish you for your sins anymore. Do you get this? Are you sure about that? And I will, sh- I will show you Bible. I will just tell you what I feel. This Bible that we, that we, that we preach here. So, so, Nigeria, people are sinning too much in Nigeria. That's why God is angry with Nigeria. That's why Nigeria is not prospering. It is not true. It is simply bad leadership. Simply bad leadership. There are countries that they are sinning more. Sinning more. And they have better, better lives. Better lives. In places in China, you cannot say that you know Jesus. They will deal with you. Last year, I think I saw in the news how they were destroying churches in China. Churches in China. But if you are counting, maybe three are the most advanced countries in the world today. Which count China, right? But some people even believe that it's number one. Well, it's not number one. So, if God, if those people do not like God, compared to Nigeria, where we have more churches than industries, 
Nigeria, you have more churches than companies. In China, they have jobs for 10-year-old children. There is, there, is, there, is, there is labor abuse in China. The iPhone you are using, that, that, that you are bragging about, those who are producing, some of them are 12 years old, if you don't know. So, who should God be angry with more? So, God punished sin on Jesus. Do you understand that now? 7 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Go further, please. Verse 18. It says that now all things are of God, who has reconciled us unto himself through Jesus Christ, and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19. To wit, or to say, that is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Not what? No, you, you, you didn't see that. Not what? Please give me NIV version, please. NIV version. Yeah, Look at it. He said, not what? Counting men's sins against them. I just showed you the Bible now. Uh, let us pray, brother. Nigeria is singing too much. Let us pray. God said he will heal our land if we call him and all of that. It is not true. It is no more true. It is no more true. Do you understand that now? So that when you get into government tomorrow, it's because of people saying that they are not doing well. It's because you are a bad leader. That's why you are not doing well. Hallelujah. So God is not counting men's sins against them. Because he counted our sins against Jesus. Do you understand that? Do you need me to, to speak another grammar? Maybe Swed- Swedish or Spanish. Or use Greek to explain it. God is not counting men's sins against them. Because he counted the sins of man against Jesus. All of the passion of Christ that you watch, all of the all of the Jesus and that I used to watch in Easter, that you used to cry, you used to cry very well. <laughs> See, yeah, I know it's hypocrite crying. It's just because it's, a, it's emotional crying. All of those crying, eh? If Jesus did not die, <laughs> you will cry more. <laughs> you will cry more. So God poured all His anger for the last time on the cross to deal with sin. On Jesus. How many of you are glad about that? Say thank you, Jesus. And so when he did that, when he punished sin, something was released. That thing is called grace. That thing is called grace. That thing is called grace. Grace, the release of grace is not go and sin. The release of grace is go and sin no more. Because the moment grace is released, sin is not only dealt with, the nature of sin is also dealt with. Do you understand? Now, let me, let me explain this to you. The biggest issue we have here is that our language cannot explain, sorry, English language cannot explain the Bible. Because it was not written in English. And English language is, is very limited. The word forgiveness of sin is from the Greek word, word alphesis. And the first thing alphesis means is freedom from sin. It's not only that God has forgiven you, no. It's saying that God has now freed you from sin. That means that the nature that produces sin in you has been changed. So grace is a nature revamp. Hallelujah. Your nature has been changed. So if you sin once in a while, 
if you sin once in a while, it does not mean that your nature has not, has not still been changed. It's because you just remember that you used to be like this, like, and then you just try to be like that. If I'm driving and, and, and I abuse somebody, I see that is the head dam inside of me that was there before. I remembered him and I brought him back. But that is not who I am. Who I am is Christ Jesus. Do you understand that? A, a sinner is not someone that sins. A sinner is someone that is born to sin. Or born with the nature of sin. If I go to Unilag, if I go to Unilag tomorrow, and I go on, on Wednesday, and I go on Friday, and I go next week, Monday to Friday again, does it mean I'm a Unilag student? You don't answer me. Does it mean, does it mean I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Unilag student? What makes me a Unilag student? Admission letter. Do you understand that now? What about if Sister Ore, Unilag student, did not go for the whole, for, for the whole month? Does that change the admission? Talk to me now. It does not. It does not. What makes you righteous is the nature of God that is in you. What makes you a sinner is the nature of Adam, nature of sin that is in you. Do you understand that? Is it making sense to you? All right. Let's let's, let's see more. Let's see more. So God punished sin on Jesus to the point that Romans chapter six verse one. If you, if you move for that, from that Romans chapter five verse twenty one, if you move to six verse one, they now have to ask. This thing issue is so dealt with that Paul had to ask himself. And he had to ask them. Say, shall we now continue in sin? See verse 1. See that, shall we now continue in sin that grace may abound? See the response. See the response. Go to verse 2. Go to verse 2. You will see it now. It says, by no means. We what? Died to sin. If I would say it in, in, today's, in today's world, I would say that we left sin city. We died to sin. Say, say who died to sin? Say, how shall we, who die to sin, live in need any longer? How? How can you explain that? Someone that you are dead to, the person is gone in your life. Because of our language as well, too, you may not understand what it means to be dead to some, something. In the, in the mafia world, if you hear that, I am dead to you. If, if a son says to that, say that I am dead to you, that means that I am no more your son. It is over between you and I. And then they will, they will never interact as son and father anymore because he's dead to him we as believers we are dead to sin can someone say amen to that so we are dead to sin verse 3 go to verse 3 please it's how do you know or or do you know that as many as we're what into Christ we are baptized into his death that means that when Jesus died the moment we become became born again it's as if we died with Jesus Galatians 2 verse 20 says I have been crucified with Christ I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. Hallelujah. And the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. See, I have been crucified with Christ. You see that now? So we die with Christ. And if we die to, with Christ, we die to sin. And we are raised into a newness of life. We have a new life in Jesus. We have a new nature in God. How many of you are glad about that? Hallelujah. Please go back to Romans chapter, chapter 6. From verse 3. Say, how do, how do you know that as many as we baptize into Christ, we baptize into his death? Verse 4. Therefore, we are what? We are not only, we didn't only die. We were buried. You see, the same seed that is buried, it's not the same that comes back. When it's buried, it leaves some things. 
Right? It leaves the, the outer, shell, outer shell and then it grows a new shell and, and then it comes out. It's not the same you, but a new person in Christ Jesus. Look at that. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. Just, no, no, go back, go back. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in what? In newness of life. Because we have a new life in Jesus. It's five. Say, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be what? In the likeness of his resurrection. So we say, I have been resurrected. So there is a new life. You see, the person that died is not the person that often come back. No. 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 Jesus Christ, the moment he died, when he came back, he was called the first begotten from the dead. Meaning that he is no more the person that you used to know. He's a new person. Hallelujah. He's a first begotten from the dead. You know what first begotten means? Firstborn. He was born before, but now he's not firstborn of something else entirely. He's a firstborn among those who have died and are now resurrected. And you, you are part of the bonds. Hallelujah. The word firstborn is not firstborn and then secondborn, thirdborn. No, first fruit or first among the dead means that the, the prototype, the replica, the example of those who, are, those who are going to also come after him. Meaning that if this is the replica, if this is the firstborn among the dead, every other born will look exactly like this. That is why you are exactly like Jesus. Hallelujah. Give glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Look at verse 6. Say, knowing this, that our whole man was crucified with Jesus. That the body of sin might be what? Done away with. That we should no longer be slaves. So, do you understand that grace does not mean go and sin. Grace means you are now free from sin. Do you get it now? What a beautiful life that we have come to live. Verse 7, please. Verse 7. For he who died has been freed from sin. Hallelujah. We died to sin. We left sin city. We have a nature transplant. A new nature is in us. We are free from the bondage of sin. We are free from the guilt of sin. We are free from the imprisonment of sin. We are free from the penalty of sin. Hallelujah. We are free forever. We balance inside grace. <laughs> we balance inside Christ. We sit down with balance inside Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So grace does not say you are free to sin. Grace says you are free from sin. Do you get that now? Please write that down. Grace does not say you are free to go and sin. Grace says you are free from sin. Because some people have used the message of grace to say that, ah, people go and sin. No, no, that's not what it says. I will, I will, I will, I will keep the balance inside grace now. Jude chapter 1, verse 3. Jude 1, verse 3. Verse 3, 3. It says, Beloved, while I was diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. Look at that word, common salvation. There is no superior salvation. No. So, so let me tell you that. Ah, the way you give a life to Christ, if you cried and cried and cried, you'd be more serious with Christ. It's not true. In fact, I used to hear someone say that. There are some people that they use net to catch. Some people they use they use hook to catch them. If it's hook, you'll be serious in God. If it's not, you won't be serious. It is not true. It's called common salvation. What saved Pastor Deboe is what saved you as well too. It's not different salvation. It's the same blood of Jesus Christ. 
the thick one did not save him, and the, and the, and the light one saved you. No, it's not true. The same one saved you. So he said, that, I, am, I, I want to write to you about our common salvation. I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Verse 4. Verse 4. He says, Now he's telling them to contend for the faith given to the saints. Why? Because for certain men have crept in unnoticed. What are they doing? Who long ago were marked out for this condemnation? They call them ungodly men who have turned the grace of God into lewdness or lasciviousness or licentiousness. They have turned the grace of God into go and do what you like. There is no grace. Go and do what you like. It's not true. It's not true. They deny the only Lord God and our Savior Jesus Christ. I will explain to you the path that you are trying to miss out now very, very shortly. So instead, but you see, that doesn't mean that we should not start preaching about sin. That has. There is sin, no. 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 What we preach about is the righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. We have a new message, is righteousness. It says, let's be together. One, two, three, go. That's everybody. One, two, three, go. Everybody, one, two, three, go. For he made him who knew no sin be sin for us. Who is that? Who was that? Jesus Christ, he became sinful. That we might what? Become the right presence of God in Christ. So we don't preach sin anymore. We preach the believer that you are righteous. Because you see, right believing, right believing gives birth to right behavior. The believer doesn't start by behaving. The believer starts by, 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 by believing. And then, he, he be, then, then from believing, he moves to becoming. He became a believer by believing, right? Talk to me now. Or is it by action? By being a good boy? By being born into a Christian home? There is nothing called a Christian home. This is Christian home. The only Christian home is church home. This, there's nothing like Christian home. So I was born into a Christian family. We are disciplined in our family. No, 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 no. no. I'm disciplined family, but there's nothing like Christian home. You are either born again or not born again. There are no Christian homes. God give us Christian homes. There are no Christian homes. There are Christians, believers, and unbelievers. There could be Christian husband and wife. And there are also Christian, there are Christian husband and Muslim wife. Or unchristian wife. That's half Christian home, Abi. <laughs> what do you call that? So in a home that father and mother are Muslims and they give the five children and four of them now become Christian. What do you call that? Semi-Christian home. There are no Christian homes. Eh? Second you Christian home. There are no Christian homes. There are only Christians. Christian home is church. Family of God. Do you understand? There are homes that they do money devotion. Morning devotion. Go and check the Twitter handle of their children. They are posting nude on, on, on Twitter. They, and they do morning words devotion. And the girl, at Twitter this thing, it will be Jesus baby. God first. So for he made him who knew no sin become sinful, that what? Who may become what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the believer is righteous, and that's what the believer must be told. He must be told regularly that you are righteous. That is the teaching. It's not sin. It's, you must be told you are righteous. Oh God, you are righteous. Okay. So right, right, is it right thinking, right products? 
Right believing, right becoming, and right behaving. Let's let's go. Where did you go? Right believing, right becoming, and right behaving. The day you heard that your father is Bill Gates, you have not met Bill Gates. Your behavior will change. Am I right? You have believed. You have believed differently. And Bill Gates on. But wait, 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 I'm black now. I don't know. Did I told you that? In Bill Gates' family, he married some blacks. And those blacks, that gene is very, very strong. And they can give birth to only black. Ah! So I'm Bill Gates' son. Wow. How do you know? Now I showed you, showed you the results of the DNA test. Bill Gates' son. There are some friends who will not move it again. Am I right? There are places you will never enter again. But you have not met the gate to. You see now, the right believing. So the, the moment the believer understands that he is righteous, that you are righteous. You see, when the believer is sinning regularly, and you sit him down, how are you living your life? Jesus is coming soon. You just go to hell. The guy don't hear him, hear him, hear him, hear him. Maybe you are the seven and something like I telling him. He has edit, 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 edit. The guy has come out to, to be saved like 75 times and he's still not saved. And so what are you now saying? He has edited many times. But, but the moment you tell somebody that, ah ah, oh God, don't you know who you are? You don't know that you are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. You don't know. You don't know that you have been free from sin. Hey. You are free from sin. Sin does not have master over you anymore. Are you serious about that? That's the truth. Eh. One guy, they told him that he's born. When he became born again, they told him that he's not righteous. He said, I'm righteous. Say, but I smoke. Oh. Say, no. Say, don't worry. Let that smoking, you will leave it. Say, ah, don't know me. And let, let me give you the guys, the guys fight. I've, I've told you before in church. The guy is such that NDLEA arrested him. For over smoking. When they arrested him, he told them that please give me cigarette. I want to smoke. He was crying. Give me, I want to smoke. And he was arrested for smoking. And he was begging them. He doesn't care anymore. Because he has become he has become addicted to it. He said, I want to smoke. This same guy became born again. They told him who he is in Christ Jesus. And they, and, and they told him also that the moment you want to smoke, say to yourself, I am. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because that is who you are. He does it over and over again. A time came that if you want to smoke, you will vomit. You can't smoke anymore. Why? Because it is not him walking it. It is Christ walking it in him. Do you get that? It is the right thinking, right product. It is the right believing, right becoming, and right behaving. It is not, I can do it by myself. Jesus is not involved in that. No. No. Say so it's not by works of righteousness. Do you know what Paul was saying about, about Israelites? He was like, I wish that Israelites would understand that it's not about building their own righteousness. He says, Israel, he says Israelites left the, the one that Christ brought and they faced their own. That's not how to do it. It's believing in Jesus that brings about right behavior. That's someone say amen to Jesus. How many of you are, are, are learning something in this house this morning? Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 
So, the grace message, powerful. So, grace, grace has come to deal with sin, and has come to deal with sin forever. So, the, the imbalance of all of this is that some people tell you that you are now born again, you now have grace, go and sin. Some tell you that you are now born again, go and sin no more. If you sin, God will punish you. Now, let me give you the cushion of all of these things. Let me give you the question of all of these things. Grace says you have a new nature. You know that, Abby? Grace also did not say sin on. Grace says sin no more. Do you get that now? However, grace now says if you sin, hmm? it's not, it's not be sin, you know. It says if you sin, don't be scared. It has been dealt with. Do you understand? How many of you know the days of Eshuto Bagbemi, Bogbemi, Bogbemi, Eshuto Bagbemi, Olela, Mimoleo, and then they will cry and cry and cry and cry because the person just told a lie. You'll be crying, and then you will spend 15 minutes, not 15 minutes, 30 minutes. You want to start prayer, Father, forgive my sins. I told you a story last week about how the story is still funny to me. Till now, how there was a fight between Aousat and, and Yorubas in those days, and I was coming from school, and we heard what did they and everybody was running, and I entered into a redeemed church. I can't forget redeemed church, Mulero. I entered there. We were plenty there, and guess what? All of us were praying. Guess what our prayer point was? Father, forgive me my sin. Father, forgive me my sin. Well, because we were not sure of going to heaven. But the moment a man understands grace, he will know that God is no longer counting your sins against you. Why? Because we have forgiveness. It's not, we are not looking for forgiveness. We already have it. You saw it in the Bible. I'm not saying it. Ephesians 1 verse 7. Ephesians 1 verse 7. Look at it. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood. The word forgiveness of sins. We have it. If I knew this that, that day, maybe I will, I will lay in a lot of them. So you will not die. Don't worry, you will leave. I, I'm your leader. You are forgiven already. I, I, I forgive your sins. <laughs> Maybe I, I, I was just joking. Maybe I knew this then. But so this is what grace does. Grace tells you, in, in case you sin, do not fret because it's been dealt with. Some people are like, ah, this pastor is now endorsing sin. Now, wait, wait, wait. You are an hypocrite. You are an hypocrite. The law has done two things to people. The law often produces either hypocrites or very weak people. The law, when people read the law, they feel very weak. That ah, I am a sinner. Ah, God does not like me. And all of that. Or it produces hypocrites. Hypocrites are the ones that, that will stand and tell everybody that they are sinners and they do worse things. Do you understand? But I'm telling you now that in case you sin, it has been dealt with. First John 2 verse 1. In case you sin, it has been dealt with. It has been dealt with. My little children, this I write unto you, so that you may know what. So that what? And. Did you see that now? Did I write that? I didn't write that. John was the beloved disciple of Jesus Christ and he's writing this to us. You don't understand. Let me explain to you. Jesus had 120 people that were following him. Constant 120. He had some. impacted by God's word. We cannot wait for the fruit that you will bear upward with the word that is taking root deeply and downward in your spirit, man. 
we are the kings of the youth expression of Foster Gospel Church or really Agege, Lagos, Nigeria. Join us every Sunday 8 a.m. at 54 Street 56 Old Road, Orillia Gigi Lagos. And every Thursday on MixLR.com forward slash Kings Up. We are 100% Jesus, no additives. You are celebrated. <laughs>